The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Voice America welcomes you to Stars of PR with Cindy R. Now, here's the host and CEO of BR Public Relations, Cindy Rakowitz. Good morning, everybody, and happy Labor Day. Labor being the key word because on Labor Day, we celebrate those who work. And those who work very hard are those that are entrepreneurs. And today, I have a show that's that has some great entrepreneurs, and the first one that I have is a man by the name of James Miller who created Big Daddy Bloody Mary Mix. Welcome. Well, good morning. Good morning. You don't sound like you're very awake. Oh, I just woke up about 15 minutes ago. Okay. Uh, All right. Well, maybe you should have some of that Bloody Mary Mix so you could get a little bit of a jolt in you. Yeah, that comes tomorrow before I start my vacation tomorrow. So, no, this morning it's, uh, you know, got to get myself... uh, Keep myself focused for work, even though I do have the bartender hours. I do, I do have to uh, kind of keep a focus for uh, work. Yeah, no, I understand that completely. Well, you could work right now because you could start talking about the Bloody Mary mix and some of the other and some of the other stuff that you're doing, and we could talk about Twitter. So you have two segments of a lot of fun where we could talk about things. Now, you were a bar owner for very many years, right? Uh, yeah, I owned a, a sports bar, a little sports bar up here in Northern California. Um, just a, you know, 150 person, uh, 12 TVs, couple pool tables, you know, locals bar. It was really fun. And, uh, that was our, uh, that was our featured drink there. It was, uh, the Big Daddy's Bloody Mary. And, uh, it was something that I formulated back in, oh, 1987 when I used to, uh, bartend down in Marina del Rey at the Baja Cantina. And uh, which is a recipe that I uh, never gave up to anybody, and everybody loved. So we uh, we took it one step further and uh, went and got it bottled and got a hold of uh, Bevmo, and uh, right away got into Bevmo and then lined up uh, a major distributor through Young's Market, and gosh, the rest is history. It just kind of took off like crazy. All right, so you know, let's talk about the key here. You were you were in you know the bartending business, you know, bar owner business, um, and then you came up with this thing that everybody wanted to have. You never gave anybody the ingredients. So, step number one, you did you put together a patent where you own the brand? Um, yeah, pretty much. We've got uh, it's you can't really patent anything like that only because uh, anybody can come in and add another ingredient to it and then kind of run from there but you you kind of copyright and own your your label and and so forth yeah no yeah, I, that's it, a good answer you can never really patent um, a general brand but you could certainly uh, make moves to own certain rights that you protect the brand yeah that's how you do that one and um, okay so you went and you did that 
And then, okay, so you had your packaging that was unique to you and a concept that was trademarked, a concept. Um, right. Packaging, the way, you know, what your recipe was, all of that kind of stuff. So everybody knew it was yours. And then you went to BevMo and you said, you got to carry this? Talk well, actually, through I, this. I had a, you know, I actually had a friend who worked there, and she was a big fan of my mix. And uh, she told me, she said, if you ever get this into the bottle, come see me, and I will get it into our store. And so that's kind of how it took off. They gave me oh, about 16 stores up here in Northern California in the Sacramento area and the Bay Area that I could actually service myself. <clears throat> and so we just, you know, kind of did it that way. Started off small, pretty much out of the garage, you know, moved cases from one side of the garage to the next to pull the boat out and then <laughs> go back, you know. And so pretty much start out that way. And it just, when we got an invite down to uh, Palm Springs to do a grand opening, and it just, it took off like crazy. I mean, we sold, God, 17 cases of uh, a mix in two weekends, which just blew Bevmo's mind. And okay, well, and shuttle. I know you were at a promotion last weekend, but you had this these big events, you know, some time ago or now, or when did you start with the big events at Bevmo? Um, we pretty much started right away doing grand openings. It was kind of, you know, you get out there and put it out for everybody and let them taste it. You know, you do the tastings and uh, kind of a, a teaser try before you buy. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's how you do that one. And, you know, just one tasting after another, and then, you know, they invite you to all the grand openings, and, and just from there, it just, you know, the more you sell, the more they want you. Yeah, no, I'll bet that's very true. So, you know, um, so that's like your big account. Now you've got to build others, right? Yeah, we're working on that right now. We're still relatively small. You know, we've only been kind of in business going on to our fourth year right now, taking baby steps, which uh, is probably the best way to do it since you don't have super huge uh, financial backing. You don't want to bite off more than you can chew, so to say. Yeah, what if you did get financial backing? Um, the sky's the limit. Right now we're working. Uh, yeah, right now we're kind of working on uh, bringing into a margarita mix. So that's uh, that's the next big step for Big Daddies. Yeah, because you know, all it is—if you guarantee distribution, you could um, you could get more money than you know. You could even be bought out. Yeah, uh, you know that's that's a, that's a possibility with uh, possible. Um, you know, carry with the faith, you know, stay with it and uh, be the, the faith of the product because there's just nobody out there that can be as passionate about it as I am. Well, that's probably true. It's probably, So you're going to be in this place. I bet you, you would, sounds to me like you would like to be a part of it for as long as you possibly can be, but of course, you know, you'll always be stuck with wanting to have some more capital to do more. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no this, has been, this has been my passion from, gosh, Day one, as soon as I got this thing started, it just, uh, it just, it, it was, it was a lot of fun, you know, going and doing these grand openings. The best one ever was like when we just were down, uh, that was about a year ago. We were in, uh, uh Torrance, the Rolling Hills Plaza for the Bevmo 100 store grand opening. And that was huge. That was like red carpet, uh, valet parking. They had the parking lot out there in front of the store, uh, roped off and, oh, it was just insane, huge. I mean, that was a lot of fun. Well, no, I think that's great. Now, are they serving alcohol at these things? 
of the well, bathroom openings? Generally, at the at the stores, you're not really you're not allowed to do that. That's why they do wine tastings, but you can't serve alcohol. Um, the 100 store grand opening, they had a three day uh, liquor license. Yeah, so that's what you have to do. You got to get the license, otherwise you're not going to be able to sample the real goods. Yeah, this is true. But you can, you know, you know what the liquor is going to do, and uh, really what you need is just to get a taste of what the mix is all about because the mix is just fantastic. It's not only great to marinate vodka with though, but we we cook with it. You know, do bloody beers, marinate tri tips, make a barbecue sauce out of it. We've got a website, uh, Big Daddy's Bloody dot com. That has uh, some food recipes on it, and yeah, so you, you can play around with it. Uh, I think no, it sounds like a great brand, and that's why I wanted to have you on the show. Tell me, remember you taught me what wakeboarding was? I had no idea what you're talking about. Oh yeah, no wakeboarding. Uh, that's that's pretty fun. You get out there behind the boat. You know, it's kind of like uh, snowboarding, but uh, instead of going down a hill, you're going across the water, and. Uh, some nice big wakes, you know, you get to jump and do tricks and hurt yourself if you're not paying attention. <laughs> I've done it a few times. I know. It would sound fascinating to me. You asked me if I knew of a certain body of water. I had no idea what you were talking about. Oh, the, the Sacramento Delta, Northern California Delta. It's 1,200 miles of waterway and some of the best water in the country. Flat glass, you can always find Nice, long sloughs that uh, nobody's out on. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. If you never had a chance to get up to the Delta and you like to boat, you got to do it. The Sacramento Delta is, like I said, some of the best waters in the world. Well, no, I know you told me all about it. I'm going to have to check it out one day. That's for definite, definitely for sure. Um, in the, you know, we, we have you on for, you know, another, for this segment and the next. Um, one of the things that I think you and I jammed on was talking about social media a little bit and how much fun we could have with it and how much you could actually use it as a business tool. Um, oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, so um, I know that you're really enjoying, you know, Twitter. Um, how did you learn about social media marketing um, and how are you using it in a really effective way? Well, um Twitter, it, it kind of took a little while. I wasn't really kind of into that at first, but then I just you know, I jumped on board and developed a, a few friends. I got some real kind welcomes, and from there I just, you know, started building followers, and gosh, and now it's 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 almost addicting. It's, it's like I've met quite a few friends out there across the country, actually across the world, and now I've developed, uh, gosh, I've probably got almost 1,200 followers worldwide, and and it's just, it's really cool because I can actually, you know, you can actually sit in the garage, have a cold beer, don't have to worry about DUI or nothing, and and uh, just start tweeting and, and, you know, spitting out your business there and getting your profile picture out there. And now, I've, like I said, I've hooked up with quite a few people across the country. I've sent bottles out for sampling, and um, I've made quite a few connections. And, gosh, I hooked up with James Chase of uh, Chase Distillery Vodkas over in the U.K. who's trying to help get me over to the U.K. I met a gal up in uh, Waterloo, uh, Toronto, or Ontario or somewhere up there in Canada. And I uh, met these guys, uh, gosh, in uh, Olaith, Kansas. They're called Team Cocktail. And what a concept that is. I'd love their life. They travel around the country on a streamliner and go to all these places and party, and, <laughs> and they blog about it. So, yeah, I sent them a bottle, actually a couple bottles, and uh, they wrote up some super good reviews about us. And, 
you can find that out there on, uh, if you Google up uh, Big Daddy's Bloody Mary Mix, it's uh, a feature by uh, Team Cocktail. Oh, and then I also, yeah, I also hooked up with a guy down in um, Bakersfield, California, who uh, put together a YouTube video for us. It's called uh, The Perfect Bloody Mary by Booze Nation, and you can find that on YouTube also. So, yeah, this is really, you know, it's, it's actually has helped us with marketing without really having to spend anything more than, you know, shipping a, a couple bottles here and there. And, uh, and then Facebook, you know, you hook up with Facebook and just uh, put together a fan page out there and, Wow, that's just taken off too. So yeah, that's well, we're going to talk about. Let's talk about Facebook. Let's save something for your next segment. We'll talk. I mean, it seems to me that these social media sites have been um, an unbelievable help to you. In terms oh yeah, absolutely. Of, you know, a guy that's starting. You know, starting to roll out a brand, doing it on your own, take, taking your time, doing it right, not right away. It sounds like you're a big endorser of these social media platforms. Let's take a commercial break, James and. Uh, We'll uh, we'll continue more with Big Daddy's Bloody Mary mix in the next segment. Don't go away. News, opinion, your voice counts. Call toll free one eight six six four seven two five seven eight seven one eight six six four seven two fifty seven eighty seven. VoiceAmerica.com. Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, product launches, parties, media training. At BR Public Relations, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, crisis management, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio shows. BR Public Relations gets the job done, whether it's an intimate party or a huge film festival. In fact, you've probably seen our work in the New York Times, on the evening news, CNN, and the morning shows. Now, it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of BR Public Relations. Visit us online at www.brpublicrelations.com or call 1-818-783-3307. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio shows. BR Public Relations. We do it all. www.brpublicrelations.com. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome back to Stars of PR with Cindy R. If you have a question or comment, call in at 1 866 472 5788. Now, back to the show. Here's Cindy Rakowitz. We're back and we're talking to the man behind Big Daddy Bloody Mary Mix, and um, we're getting some tips for um, entrepreneurs who have a passion for a product and are determined to make it work by using marketing tools that aren't very expensive and these marketing tools are available to everybody today if they know how to use it and it really just takes patience. It doesn't cost any money. It takes a little bit of time. But, you know, as um, Mr. Miller has been telling us in the last segment, it's certainly well worth it. Um, So many of my listeners have a concept and are motivated to create a brand but they don't know how to get distribution, they don't know how to package it, they don't know how to go to the next step. Um, for example, let me ask you a question. When you made this mix in a bar, you know, 
that was one thing. But then you had to come up with the way that you were going to package it, and how did you come up with that? Well, first one thing you have to do is you have to find a co-packer, a co-packer that uh, can actually take your recipe and uh, reformulate it to as close as possible to your original recipe, you know, such as using uh, other brands, you know, like a steak sauce or a Tabasco sauce or a clam broth or what have you. You, you can't really throw down um, A1 steak sauce and Tabasco and Clamato and, you know, even though those are your original ingredients store-bought, you have to reformulate those to uh, avoid any infringement rights. So you, you, you take it to a co-packer, and they pretty much have a lab tech there, and then it becomes a mathematical process where, you know, say if you're making a one-gallon mix and you use this amount of spices of these different ones, you can't just say, okay, now I'm going to have make 100,000 gallons, and then I make 100,000 gallons like I would make one gallon, you actually have to start breaking away from the quantity of, of spices and stuff that you use. So you actually, and then it becomes, like I said, a science. And, and then they then they bottle it for you, and then you, know, you got to have it pasteurized, you know, for shelf life. And so all those things come into play, and then one thing you have to do is now you got to come up with a label. And so that, that means, you know, finding a graphic designer who finds, you know, a label that you would like and pretty much designs it up and, and you know, pretty that's how it comes all together. And then, well, okay, so does the co-packer put the label on and everything for you? Yeah, they do the whole bottling process. They they, they make the mix there at uh, at the, you know, the plant. It's Blossom Valley Foods up here in Gilroy and it's, you know, done in big kettles and then they bottle it and label it and uh, package it and get it ready for shipping and and uh, the distributor comes, picks it up, and then off to the stores it goes. Taste was very important. You had to make sure that that recipe is done to, off, you know, what they say, off-model, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I'm sure that you had to taste a couple of times um, to make sure that it was right because I'm sure that, that, you know, there's certain preservatives that have to be added or not. Yeah, no, that's true. I mean, anytime you're doing something that's going to sit on the shelf like that and it's got uh, juices and spices and, you know, almost type, almost like a food product, you know, you have to add that stuff. Otherwise, uh, the shelf life is pretty much not there. So, yeah, um, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, it's, just a, it's just a fact of life. Everybody knows yep. that. You can't really, you know, people say things are organic, but how organic can you really be if you're going to be on the shelf for a while? You know, that is so true. You know, that is so true. I'm glad you brought that up and said that. Yeah, that is very true. Well, people don't really know. It's a, the, You know, I, this is a related subject, but, uh, you know, people don't really know what goes on behind, behind the scenes in food testing and food processing, and that's like a whole other business in itself. And, oh. uh, you know, I, I know people that work for very large food packaging companies, and they have tasters, and the tasters see how long, you know, something's going to last <laughs> without oh, it yeah. going bad. And, you know, if the tasters don't get sick for 12 days, it's still good. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, you got to really have a gut of steel to be that job. Um, I, you know, it's you really, really do. But, you know, in a time of high unemployment, if there's a job at, you know, Yum Brands, to do that, you're going to take it. Oh yeah, oh yeah, no doubt. So, um, but that, you know, it's okay. I got like, okay, now I got food poisoning, so I think it's you can't say that it lasts for 12 days, right? 
<laughs> well, that's true. But you see, if you keep a high level of alcohol consistency in your body, I guess that's going to kill anything because what do we put on a sore, an open wound? We put alcohol on it. It kills the germs. So, you know, if you're going to be a taster in, uh, in, in this field here, Bloody Mary's got a lot of vodka in it. <laughs> well, I don't know if it necessarily can can help us, uh, you know, a, a queasy stomach. <laughs> no, this is true. But uh, they say that the Bloody Mary is the cure for the hangover, and, and along with the hangover comes a headache and a queasy stomach. So uh, I don't just, know. One thing goes with, with another, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding. All right. So um, when you when when you were in your bartending days, and now you know, of course, you're you're in your entrepreneurial days because you're not bartending now, are you? Or Oh, oh no, no! I'm yeah. I'm uh, past that point. I I miss it. I love it. You know, the passion is there. The flair was there, and I had some really good times. But now, uh, now my goals have stepped up a little higher, and it's all about uh, getting my product out there, and and uh, now coming up with uh, the new margarita mix, and you know, it's just a challenge. I love it. You know, see something that I did 20 years ago turn into this. I never would have thought it. Now it's um I, I worked with Patron Tequila and the that the story of that brand is just really amazing because, you know, it was two entrepreneurs, John Paul DeJoria from Paul Mitchell Hair Design being one of them, um, you know, going on tequila tastings in Mexico to find the best tequila that they you know, that they thought would be great in the American marketplace. Um, you know, they they took that tequila and they packaged it and um, owned the U.S., you know, started with, you know, the U.S. rights and then got other rights to that packaging. And basically they became, you know, authentic Mexico tequila repackagers um, that made the world know what an ultra-premium brand of tequila was and, um, you know, with the high agave content. So, you know... It, because of the high agave content and, you know, the small amount of sugar, you know, more agave, um, right. it, you know, people knew that when they drank Patron tequila, they were less likely to get a nasty hangover. Yeah, you know, you're right there because uh, most people don't realize uh, that the hangover comes from all the sugar mixers. You know, all these sweet drinks out there that people, uh, you know, you, you mix a tequila sunrise or anything with a lot of high sugar content, that's when you get the headaches. That's where uh, the headaches and the hangovers come from. That's and why they don't so get that. it from your, they don't get it from Big Daddy's Bloody Mary mix, do they? No, because I've got more spices up there than uh, anything else. It's, it's more like a, it's more like a meal in a cocktail, you know, the perfect cocktail for sitting at a at a, a casino table, for instance. You know, you want to go and play blackjack, you want to go sit at the tables, you don't want to get up from your table, you know, you're hungry, you got to feel like you need some food, so you order a Bloody Mary. And you get that uh, cocktail with a meal. I call my mix, being as, as thick and, and uh, creamy and, and dark as it is, I call it a steak in a glass. And it pretty much is because, you know, it consists of, of a steak sauce, and, and it has, you know, a Worcestershire, Tabasco, all kinds of different spices, and and a clam broth in it, and it's just... So you're saying that there life. is some nutritional value? Um, well, yeah, there, yeah, you know, if you really want to look at it that way, yeah, there is some nutritional value in there, but um, 
it's, it's, it's an alcoholic beverage, so um, <laughs> some people look at it and they say, oh, there's not a whole lot of nutrition in that, but, you know, um, I beg to differ because, yeah, there is. There's spices in there. You've got your tomato juice, okay, and uh, you, you've got the clam broth, so you're getting some of that shellfish uh, uh, nutrition and yeah. So yeah, it's pretty yeah, much. Well, uh, you certainly you could have a cup of broth and you would get the same kind of nutrition, right? Yeah. There you go. All right. Well, anyway, let's talk about Facebook a little bit, and then we'll have to move on to the next guest. But um, All right. you know, what? Tell me about. We talked about Twitter a little bit. How did Facebook Facebook work for um, Big Daddy's Bloody Mary mix? Well, I started out kind of small, just like. Uh, hooking up with friends that I hadn't seen for a long time, school friends from Santa Monica, for instance, and just it, I just started reconnecting and and hooked up with friends from back when I lived over in Europe, and it just was really cool. One friend led to another friend, and some of their friends were friends of mine from the day, and just kept getting back into uh, talking with different friends that I hadn't seen in a long time, and, and then when I put together this... Uh, fan page, um, I started getting people from all over the place, um, started going on to different, uh, oh, for instance, like you said, Patron, I'm actually on uh, their Facebook page, uh, BevMo's Facebook page, you go out there and you like a page and then it becomes part of your page and then you can just interact with all the thousands of people that are connected to uh, each individual page and you just put together your profile and put it out there, and gosh, it, the sky's the limit. I mean, this is just crazy. Uh, never thought this would be like this sitting at any hour of the night. You know, you want to target uh, a certain time zone, you know, you're up that hour, and being that I got bartender hours, I'm up all the time anyway, so I've been doing a major media blitz over on the East Coast, and it's just, like I said, it just it's crazy what this uh, media market can do for you if you, if you work it right. And then you get, you know, there's people out there that just use it just to, you know, talk and, and spam and all kinds of other stuff. But if you really want to use it for a media tool, like getting out there and, and, and market your product, oh, my God, it's crazy and it's free. It's crazy and it's free. And um, the key is to engage. So, listen, yeah. we've come to the end of our time. I um, I want to thank you so much for sharing some basic marketing and entrepreneurial tips with our listeners. I think that you were very entertaining and very helpful, and it sounds to me like both Big Daddy Bloody Mary Mix and soon Margarita Mix. Yes? Yes. yes. Um, coming out, like I said, with a, more or less like a key lime type of fresh margarita mix with a, a hint of a, a secret. I can't throw that out there just quite yet. But uh, I am a professor with alcohol, a true mixologist, 26-year veteran bartender with mad skills. So I've got a lot of drinks out there. Well, listen, there you go. Well, listen, have everybody enjoy your Labor Day beverages, but be careful. Don't drink too much and then go out and drive. Right? Oh, see, you got it. This is my 19th year anniversary for uh, being married, and my 18-year-old is uh, the chauffeur. And we're going to be out on the Delta boating this weekend, so I don't need to worry about driving. I got the I got the little chauffeur. So. Well, there you go. You train them well. Take care, everybody. Stand hey. by. We have more entrepreneurs when we come back in the next segment. Stand by. 
Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, product launches, parties, media training. At VR Public Relations, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, crisis management, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio shows. VR Public Relations gets the job done, whether it's an intimate party or a huge film festival. In fact, you've probably seen our work in the New York Times, on the evening news, CNN, and the morning shows. Now, it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of VR Public Relations. Visit us online at www.vrpublicrelations.com or call 1-818-783-3307. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio shows. VR Public Relations. We do it all. www.vrpublicrelations.com Streaming live. The leader in internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com Get free advice from crisis communications guru Cindy Rakowitz now. Call 866-472-5788. Let's get back to Stars of PR. Here's the host and CEO of PR Public Relations, Cindy Rakowitz. We're back with entrepreneurs, and right now for the next couple of segments, we have somebody that was a pretty um, large corporate higher-up with the Hilton Hotel chain worldwide, um, and then made the transition into entrepreneurialism. Anthony, how do you pronounce your last name? Uh, Nieves. Nieves. I didn't want to butcher that. Anthony Nieves, who is with Five Star Home Health, Inc., Convergence Investments, luxury tan and makeovers, so you became like a serial entrepreneur, huh? It seems that way. Big transition for me. It's a big transition. When did you, when did you leave um, Hilton? I left Hilton at year-end of uh, 2010, after uh, almost 27 years. That's a, that's a big deal. So how did, you know, how did you know? I mean, did you think about becoming an entrepreneur for a while or... You know, what was the aha moment where you knew you were going to make the transition? Well, interesting enough, it's kind of come full circle for me. I started out wanting to be an entrepreneur while I was going to college, and uh, that was my goal. And then I felt that I needed to really tie on to a a corporation or or corporate America and see uh, what I could learn from that. I figured I'd do that for four or five years and uh, then go back out to, uh, you know, doing something on my own. And I kind of uh, fell into um, uh, the job. I I really enjoyed the the opportunities that presented themselves to me when I was in the corporate world. And, uh, you know, I always felt kind of entrepreneurial in that environment um, in in the different things that I had done over the course of my uh, my corporate uh, career. So you were an intra- you were an entrepreneur. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what they call it. Well, those of us that were in the corporate world and had the opportunity to be an entrepreneur within a corporate environment certainly had the opportunity to learn on somebody else's dollar <laughs> what it would be like. But it's still very different, isn't it? Very much so. 
Um, it's uh, it's very very different. Any what were your big surprises when you first transitioned to entrepreneurialism? Well, not having the resources at my disposal, um, I remember having to uh, really. I thought I had a home office set up, and then I realized I really needed some additional resources, and that I was doing it all on my own. I didn't have it, uh, anyone to hand off anything to. I had to literally go out, buy my own stuff, had to uh, get my own supplies. I had to really do my own research and my own uh, analysis of things, and uh, that, was, that was the big difference. Um, but on the upside of that was that um, it was my own schedule. You know, I could do it at, at my leisure, and I found that I was actually putting in more time and more hours and, you know, really stretching out into the weekends. And, and if I did take a break in the middle of the day, it just meant I was doing more on the back end of the day. Yeah, well, it doesn't seem like there's a beginning and an end to a day sometimes, but that's maybe that's maybe one of the benefits of being an entrepreneur is that you definitely get out of that nine-to-five mindset, don't you? Yes, this is true. But, you know, the hotel industry is a 24-7 business, 365 days. So I was accustomed to long hours. Um, I was accustomed to working more than just, you know, a Monday through Friday day. Uh, and I thought I was working a lot of hours, and, and yet doing it for myself, I just pushed it even further. Yeah, no. Well, let's talk a little bit about, and we'll go into the next segment, too, about what you're doing now. I mean, it's all kinds of, you know, home health and investments. I know personally about, you know, the luxury tan and makeovers business, but talk a little bit about your diversification. Well, I started looking at uh, home health about three, over three years ago. And I was getting that bug about getting into um, my own business. And um, I lead an economic survey committee. Uh, I write a report monthly. And I've been doing this for about six years now. And I get to see the 18 industries and you know non-manufacturing industries that make up the uh, service sector. And I was watching all of these 18 industries and seeing which were the most resilient as we were heading into the recessionary period through the recessionary period and even now. That coupled with the demographics, you know, aging population, fragmentation in the industry, um, improprieties that existed that we see in the headlines of the news all the time, I thought this would be a ripe opportunity to get into the home health care business. So back in uh, 2009, um, I looked at uh, a franchising opportunity and I acquired the uh, development rights for Southern California for Always Best Care Senior Services. And at the same time, I had been going through due diligence of uh, looking at several uh, home health uh, agencies. And um, it all kind of came uh, together. It converged at the same time. And uh, I acquired the um, home health agency uh, a little over a year ago, uh, Five Star Home Health, uh, which is in Westchester, uh, outside of uh, Los Angeles Airport. And so they, they really uh, benefited one another. And at the same time, I was looking at uh, personal care, because personal care was another uh, sector that looked like it was still maintaining. Everything took a hit. Everything was dipping down. But in watching uh, the movement and the indexes in these uh, respective sectors, uh, the uh, personal care segment was also looking pretty strong. Yeah, no, well, it's, uh, I, well, you know, it's, it's definitely an industry where 
you know, there's growth. There's very little industries where there's growth. I mean, you know, everybody's going to need to have home health care, right? Absolutely. I mean, for us, uh, we looked at it, uh, my business associate and I, we were looking at all the different um, uh, companies that were out there, and uh, we settled on one. We looked at this one five-star because they were doing things right, Um they were not quite meeting their potential because they didn't really they weren't into so much the business development side they were more about maintaining what they had and we saw that there would be great opportunity for growth uh, just as you said with the way that the population is 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 aging and that uh, the need for home health care as hospitals are pushing patients out and it's all about managing costs and uh, we felt that we could move um, outside of just the uh, government uh, Medicare and Medi-Cal and get into uh, private pay and managed care and develop additional revenue streams looking at uh, uh, assisted living referral, uh, non-medical in-home care, as well as uh, medical transport. They're just different avenues that, that we felt could be developed within this business model. Okay, and, and you, when you were looking at the business model, did, was there anything that was familiar to you from the hotel industry? Well, it's... Uh, Service, you know, quality assurance, service, uh, quality of care, uh, very similar uh, to to the hotel industry. And even though the home health is more of a eight to five, eight to six type of job, um, the nurses and the skilled care uh, providers that are out there is, are many times twenty four seven, which is similar to what we see in hotels being twenty four seven, three sixty five. Yeah, no, I could definitely see the similarity. Well, that certainly sounds, um, you know, like it's a it's a great business for you to continue to grow, and uh, you know, a great a great idea to have, you know, um, look to have the rights to a region, and then maybe perhaps go on to the, from there. Absolutely, we want to set this up as a prototypical um, operation and look at possibly uh, acquiring additional facilities uh, depending on what their uh, base looks like or developing our own. Um, the two kind of run somewhat independent, even though they complement one another as far as the uh, development rights versus the uh, home health care agency. Yet um, we feel that there's such a, uh, an overlap in, 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 in service that uh, we can have lessons learned in, in, each, uh, in each environment. No, I think that's very true, and I would imagine that I want the last segment is going to be about the luxury tan and makeovers business, but so that's why I'm putting it off a little bit. But I would imagine Convergence Investments is a wealth management company. Yes. Okay. So we don't really have to say much about that because we can't talk much about that anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, it's uh, you know, I think that investments, wealth management in this economy is always a challenge. But if you know, like, and trust somebody that can make recommendations for your money. It's uh, you got to really trust them, know them, and um, really understand and feel confident that your wealth manager is going to make the me- best recommendations for you possibly in you know a very volatile market. Absolutely true. And um, you know we we know that you have all kinds of regulatory. Um, you know, um, concerns where you can't talk about this and you can't talk about that, and that's the first thing they teach you before you can get your license. (laughs) (laughs) Know all about those. So, um, you know, but um, just overall, without, you know, 
getting into trouble or making, you know, specific claims. People will survive this volatility, won't they? I mean, they did through the Great Depression, you know. There's always ways to make it work. Absolutely. You know, the um, Business Survey Committee uh, through the Institute for Supply Management, uh, we prepared that report on business, and it's followed very closely by economists I actually speak to the Federal Reserve uh, once a month and, and give them the numbers um, ahead of time. Uh, it's part of our civil service as an organization. And I can tell you that I get questioned all the time about, are we going to see a double-dip recession? I'm not an economist. By, you know, I'm not a trained economist. I can only report on the data that comes in, and we actually have a release coming out next week. But I can say that um, in looking at the past recessionary periods that we've had, and we've seen manufacturing, which has become such a smaller component of the contribution to uh, GDP, has always led into a recessionary period, and it's led coming out of a recessionary period. And that was uh, tr- that was historical, and this is uh, what we're seeing now today, same thing. And non-manufacturing or service companies, which make up well over 80% of our uh, GDP, they lag behind. And the big component in all of this is the employment. And uh, until we start seeing, you know, job creation, um, that's that's what's kind of keeping it uh, hold on it that it's lagging behind coming out of this out of this uh, this period of uh, economic uh, uh, dismal economic time. But uh, you know, it looks like we're moving sideways a little bit now. It's it's really um, increased uh, substantially over the past. Uh, you know, two years, we've seen it grow uh, from a baseline that was very low, and uh, it's just getting stronger and stronger. It's just a matter of, uh, you know, being resilient. And consumer spending has had a little bit of an uptick in the last month, surprising enough. Well, that's good to know. Well, listen, we'll come back and talk a little bit more about this in the next segment, but we'll also talk about luxury tan and makeovers. Um, So don't go away, and um, we'll be back with Anthony Nieves in just one minute. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, product launches, parties, media training. At VR Public Relations, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, crisis management, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio shows. VR Public Relations gets the job done, whether it's an intimate party or a huge film festival. In fact, you've probably seen our work in the New York Times, on the evening news, CNN, and the morning shows. Now, it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of VR Public Relations. Visit us online at www.vrpublicrelations.com or call 1-818-783-3307. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio shows. VR Public Relations. We do it all. www.vrpublicrelations.com. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Cindy Rakowitz has won more awards 
that she can hang on her wall, including three Clios. Call in now at 1-866-472-5788 and you can have one. Okay, maybe not, but she will answer your questions. Back to Stars of PR with Cindy R. We're back and we're talking to, I should say, serial entrepreneur, becoming entrepreneur, Anthony Nieves, a very, very, very smart businessman. And if you haven't heard the last segments, I really encourage everybody to go back to, you know, not only the last segment, but the beginning of the show where we're talking to other kinds of fun entrepreneurs. Um, Anthony, I, we, we just finished off the last segment talking a little bit about um, the economy and, um, you know, I, we both agree that employment is really the major factor that's keeping us stuck because until America creates jobs um, or, you know, has jobs, it's going to hold everybody back because jobs is the key to, you know, to spending and consumer confidence and, you know, to incomes. I mean, it's it, it's really, you know, it, it's, it's so, such an obvious hold back to where we are and where we can be. Um, any ideas on, you know, what can be done? See, I think Warren Buffett should write a check maybe, you know, to a jobs fund, a 501c3 jobs fund, so that somebody could just create jobs. I'm fantasizing, but help me. <laughs> because I'm always one of those, you and I are both from the East Coast. I'm a dreamer from Queens. Dreamers from Queens. You know, they grew up with nothing, but they always want to figure out a way to find resolution, particularly the survivors, right? So, um, you know, I, I just think that they're, they're, from a practicality standpoint, there has to be an academic solution. I don't know if politically it could get done, but there has to be an academic practical solution. And wouldn't it, people have all kinds of charities out there. They have 501c3s for all kinds of cancer research and leukemia and 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 heart disease and AIDS and I think that's all very important and all very good. But there shouldn't there be one for job creation? Absolutely. I think that they're really and and you know, not looking at it from a political perspective, but more from uh looking at it as, you know, truly what can we do to stimulate the economy and if and if I had the answer I'd probably be sitting somewhere else. But you know, my take on it is that with job creation, whatever we can do to stimulate um, job growth through you know within companies uh, we've offshored a lot uh, we've outsourced a lot we've downsized a lot where are the incentives for companies to create jobs for individuals yeah well in the state of California there aren't much because you know it costs you a lot to have an employee and the employees have all the rights <laughs> absolutely very I mean, the, different the than payroll other taxes states. and employee-related benefits run almost. Uh, I know it's well over forty percent in the state of California. It's it's really it's it's ridiculous. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Things really have to change here. Um, you know. Well, listen, I do my part. I think you do yours too. I mean, you know, when people are saying, "Why are you spending money on people when you could just work harder and do it yourself?" Well, you know what? It's my way of my little small way of trying to fan the flames or cheer on employment. <laughs> Have to put back into the community. You, know, you really, really do. And although for me it's simply an operational, you know, an operations against expense situation, it, you know, I'm not making a lot of money because I'm putting everything that I get back into the business. And if more people would do that, I think that, 
you know, I, I just want to do a campaign, like hire a person. <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, if you have something for somebody else to do, hire them. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> you want to make a T-shirt? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now let's talk about things that are a little bit more fun. Um, you know that I had been, you know, an enthusiastic client of um, the tanning salon that you had recently purchased, purchased in Calabasas called Eurostyle. Tanning, um, that's how I've met you, and people that know me always say I have a great tan, and then I always feel that I have to confess and say, oh, it's painted, because, you know, that's who I am. I can't just say, yeah, I get all, you know, I lay in the sun, and I'm just very careful with my products and stuff like that. I just say, yeah, spray tan. <laughs> and they have really evolved with spray tanning uh, over the years, and it's, it's, I think it's great. I just, I think that... Uh, uh, you know, the custom airbrushing that you do and the fact that we just invested in uh, one of the state-of-the-art um, spray tan machines uh, manufactured by Versa Spa. Um, it's just the solution that's in there is fantastic. Um, it really, I tried it myself uh, a couple of times, and I'm, you know, olive skin to begin with and really didn't need a whole heck of a lot of uh, enhancement uh, for tanning, but yet... Um, it's just a great product, um, and it's it's really uh, you know have no uh, harmful UV rays or anything like that. And you know the the whole tanning salon industry is is going through um, a transition. And when I looked at this business, and I was not looking for a tanning salon again, I was in the personal care environment looking at different businesses, and this one popped up on my screen and. You know, as you know, Calabasas is a great area, great demographics. Um, it's it's like an oasis outside of Los Angeles. And uh, looking at this facility and the owners that had it, had it for about eight years, and it was really a uh, very nicely run facility, hadn't had a whole heck of a lot of capital reinvestment um, over the past uh, several years. And I felt that if uh, I acquired this and, and started really enhancing what was there, uh, building on the foundation that existed, and then, you know, really giving a value uh, uh, back to to the existing clientele and then developing business to grow uh, the business even further and adding such things like, you know, enhancing um, the, the airbrush. You know, we moved the custom airbrush. It was out in an area with a, with a drape, and I said it needs to go in its own dedicated room, and we did that, and we upgraded the equipment and some of the solutions uh, we picked up uh, two additional tanning beds, um, state-of-the-art, as well as uh, moving further into the red light therapy, which is also uh, uh, becoming uh, very, very big in the skin care uh, uh, industry, and it's all about collagen production and really uh, diminishing uh, uh, aging and, and helping to reduce wrinkles and fine lines. So, again, all along the lines of personal care, and, um, you know, we're just getting started. We've been in a little over two months. Uh, as I said, we purchased uh, new equipment. We've uh, refurbished the place, uh, new software, new point-of-sale system, uh, and we're just getting started. We're, we're, we're going to uh, uh, grow this even more, uh, have additional services for the clientele, and really want to make the place as uh, luxur- luxurious as we can possibly make it. Yeah, I have to say it's like it's a very... You know, I, I, I've been around to a lot of places, and it's a very, very upscale um, tanning salon. It's uh, You walk in there, and you feel that everything is very, very clean. You feel that the beds 
and the bulbs are always new. You don't really, sometimes you go into a tanning bed and you really know, you could feel your skin frying, and that's not a good thing. <laughs> no, and, and you know, that, you bring up a very good point. You know, the machines that we have there, Ergoline, and I did a lot of research on this manufacturer before I acquired the uh, salon. Uh, again, the exposure, maximum time, 12 minutes. You know, there are tanning beds out there that you're in there for half an hour and you're really damaging your skin. And the thing with these beds, you know, you're getting 2% or less UV exposure. You would get more sitting out at a baseball game than you would in one of these tanning beds. And it's safer. And um, again, uh, to your point, my hotel background is such that cleanliness is, is, is paramount. So that's one of the things that that we did going in there was not only just putting uh, paint to it and, and cleaning it up and putting it on a maintenance schedule for not just the cleaning, but for the bulb replacement and for the servicing of the filters and everything else and training the staff to be more cognizant of, you know, all the small things that leading up to, as in this, I took it directly from my, uh, from my hotel background. It's guest experience. You know, we enhanced the towels. We enhanced the lotions. Uh, everything that we're doing is more for the guest. And we're not getting, you know, a dollar return out of this at this point, but it's all about uh, the people walking in the front door, the customer really uh, feeling appreciated and knowing that, uh, you know, we're putting forth our, our best efforts to uh, enhance their experience as they walk through uh, into our facility. I think eventually you're going to get that dollar return. I think that now that there's a real, you know, you have a real business mind. You're incredibly smart, you know, very impressive. I think that you know how to, you know, take these investments and turn it into a P&L where, you know, you find the model where customers become members or whatever, and you know that you're at least covering your operational expenses, and then you find your upsells, and then you'll make a profit. I think you know all that. That's the goal. That's the that's the path. We're How many? To... You know, I'm such a business person. I can't help saying these things. So, <laughs> um, well, I'm, I'm looking forward. I think this weekend to not making an appointment, but coming in and using the new machine. So um, I'll let you know how that goes. And we're coming to the end of our segment. So if you want to plug anything via website, please do. Now's your time, Anthony. Oh, I appreciate that. Yes, luxury tan and makeovers. Uh, we're doing business still as Eurostyle Tan, www.eurostyleetan.com. All right. Well, I want to encourage my listeners, for those of you that are in the Conejo Valley area, um, and even if you're not exactly in Calabasas, it's really worth it. I've done a lot of research, and uh, you know, I think that you'll really, really like the new owners a lot, and they have more than just you know, tanning care. Um, you know, there's other things, other services available as well. So, you know, go in there and tell them that you heard about it on voiceamerica.com. I want to wish everybody um, an extremely safe but fun Labor Day weekend, and that's why we did this show on Entrepreneurs Today. And Anthony Nieves, I really appreciate you spending a half hour with us. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate the opportunity to spend time on your show. Okay. Well, everybody, have fun. Take care. Thank you for listening to Stars of PR with Cindy R. Please come back next Thursday and every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern for more insider information on the world of public relations with Cindy Rakowitz on Stars of PR. See you next week. I am an American Idol. I got synthetic pistol.